welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving, goal oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 234, Sober versus Drinking in Las Vegas. Well, hello, hello, hello. I think this is the podcast y'all have been waiting for. (laughs) I've been really excited to record this one. So if you've been following along on the socials, and if you're not following me on my Instagram, you got to come over to at coach with Angela Masenik, because I am sharing all the background of this epic summer um, adventure that I'm doing with my family. So I am in California right now. We took a week to drive here from North Carolina. And we had long days in the car, all three of my kids and my littlest dog, Jackie Pooh, and my husband, and all of our stuff for the whole summer. We drove, um, we left Chapel Hill at 4 a.m. And we took a week to get here. So we didn't do anything to report on the first two nights. Um, just getting in a lot of mileage, um, 12, 13 hour days in the car. And then on the third night, we got an Airbnb for two nights in um, Williams, Arizona, which is about, I don't know, an hour south of the Grand Canyon. So we settled in there for a couple days and then we took a train to, um, I think it's called the Great Canyon Railway from Williams. There's an awesome old train depot there. And we took that train into the Grand Canyon, so the South Rim area. And they had, they did it really well. So it's like an old historic train and they had, you know, a cafe car and they had entertainment and it was just really, really cool. Lots of um, activities and engagement for the families to, you know, stay engaged with what was, what they were seeing outside and what they could look forward to in the Grand Canyon. It was really cool. And then we drove to Vegas for two nights on the strip. (laughs) And my goals for Vegas were to get a picture of Jackie Poo on the strip and to hang out at the pool and to have some family dinners and to explore the sights and sounds and smells and tastes of Las Vegas. So this episode, I really wanted to reflect on that specific part of the podcast because I hadn't been to Vegas. Um, It would been about 13 years. And 13 years ago, I was still heavily into my relationship with alcohol. 13 years ago, my husband and I took a um, weekend trip to Vegas after we had our first child. So Sparrow was seven months old when we went to Vegas. And, um, you know, it was a first time away. It's new parents and baby. And to say the least, you know, we turned it on. <laughs> the, the intention was to party, Okay. And to see some shows and to eat the food and all the things. But we went, we set out to like go to clubs and to drink and all the things that you would think that you would do in Vegas. And so, and I went to Vegas many times because I lived in Northern California and in Seattle and I was in pharmaceutical sales during that time. And so our region was based in the West. So we would have a lot of sales meetings in Vegas or I would have, um, I would attend big like eye care conventions and things there and 
I would run half marathons there. Like I went to Vegas a lot while I lived on the on the West Coast, and of course every time, it was a party, and so I was excited to go back to Las Vegas to see what it would be like, as somebody who doesn't drink, and well past, um, you know, I'm fi- I'm celebrating five years as being a non-drinker, and I was really excited to observe what that would be like you know (laughs) it was a total it was going to be a totally new experience so I was not worried I'm well past like worrying about urges or be you know worrying about being uncomfortable or anything like that it was more like this is going to be interesting and I'm excited to do it again my goals were to take Jackie on the strip and get him a picture it's kind of like where's Waldo but like where's Jackie (laughs) and then spend some time at the pool I wanted to also run in the morning down the strip that's really fun first thing in the morning because it's cooler and it's there's nobody out there so you can just you know you have a lot more spaciousness and freedom to look around and enjoy that without it being packed with people right so those are my three main goals and then of course spending time with the family and stuff so when we got there um i realized that we had booked a room at the delano we booked two rooms actually it's hard to get one hotel room for a family of five Um, so a lot of times if we're staying in more traditional hotels we have to get two rooms anyway so we got there we checked in and i realized that this was a um really cool because it was a a non-casino hotel so it was just a room or just you know a tower of rooms there was a restaurant and a lobby and stuff but there was not a casino or any of that or a bar or anything in maybe there was a bar but there was it was like no smoking and no casino and so we liked that and we were happy that that's how it turned out but it was attached to Mandalay Bay so we could walk through the hallway and get to Mandalay Bay very quickly and that's where like I had to walk through the casino and everything to get to the pool area. So um, we basically, the first night, as soon as we got there, we um, unpacked a little bit, got the dog settled and all that, and then I took the boys down to the pool. And it was really cool because, you know, our only intention for the pool is to actually use the pool and swim. And we got there later in the afternoon and hadn't really got our feet under us so much, so we just stayed in one little area quick hour and then we went back up and then we went out for dinner and I gotta say like Vegas is accommodating for anybody like I was very impressed and one of the things I noticed I hadn't noticed this before any other time I went to Vegas is the hospitality there was on point every step of the way every restaurant we went to the hotel check-in the um, people helping with our bags um the pool attendants, like all of it was just over the top accommodating. So the first restaurant we went to, which was this Irish pub inside um, the Mandalay Bay Casino, um, just didn't even care that we weren't drinking. Like it just wasn't even a thing. We ordered our, um, I think I had a Diet Coke, the kids had water. And like we set the intention with the family too, like, we're not, nobody, not everybody is getting a soda or a drink. <laughs> we wanted to conserve our money because like, you know, Vegas, it could be five, six dollars for a Coke and times five, you know, you're paying a lot for drinks. So we set our expectations. And I think this is really important to pay attention to. It's like, yeah, you just communicate. But it's really like when you set your ex- intentions and your expectations for yourself ahead of time, 
you also can set your expectations and intentions for what the family can expect of you, right? So like a lot of times I hear from people like, well, how do you navigate social situations? How do you tell people you're not drinking? And it always is so helpful to let people know what they can expect from you or not expect from you before you're in that situation, right? So with the kids, and I would recommend that you do this with your friends or your family, is if you're not drinking, before you get to sit down at the restaurant and the waiter comes and then you're like, no, I don't want to drink. And then they have all the questions. You know what I mean? You let them know ahead of time. Hey guys, I'm not drinking tonight to set that expectation. Right. And the same thing for the kids. Like I let them know you're not ordering, nobody's ordering soda. (laughs) You know, we're just having ice water tonight. I let them know before we get to the restaurant so that when we're at the restaurant, there's no confusion. There's no whining. There's no disappointment. All of that, right? Because like the kids' reaction to that stuff is very similar sometimes to how adults react to you not drinking. If if it's just kind of like the waiter comes around and you're like, oh, I'll have a, you know, sparkling water with lemon, and your friends are like, what? It's the same thing. I real this is something that I realized while I was there. It's like set it set the expectations and your intentions before you're in the situation. Huge tip for everybody especially as we're in this summertime holiday season, right? I'm recording this the day before July 4th. You want to set those expectations ahead of time. So that is very important for you guys to remember. And it just creates less confusion, less drama, less back and forth, right? When you do that. So that was one thing that worked really well for us. We also, um, not talking about drinking, but we brought a cooler in the car and we packed um, lunch sandwich making materials and all that stuff. Like we pre went to the store, got bread, peanut butter and jelly, ham, cheese, chips, apples, all that. And we had basic, I call them basic pitch lunches, basic B lunches. And so we did not want to do fast food. That is a way to set yourself up for success. Again, going back to intentionality, planning, setting expectations. So with the kids, it was like, hey guys, just so you know, we're not gonna be stopping at fast food and going out to eat every meal on the road. We're gonna be eating breakfast and lunch. And we also bought breakfast materials, bagels, cream cheese, yogurts, fruit. So, and we all were in agreement on that before we left. Not that they really had a choice. But but my husband and I talked about that, set the expectation before we got in the car. And it was smooth sailing. We ate fast food twice. One day we ran out of bread. Um, and I think the other day we ran out of like like fruit or yogurt or something for breakfast. But the whole trip, the whole week, we only ate out twice at fast food. You know, like that is amazing. So those of you that struggle with not eating what you planned on vacation... You're going to be on the road. You don't know where you're going to stop. Everybody can pack a cooler if you're driving, right? <laughs> All it does is just thinking a little bit creatively. Like, what do you want to experience? And you think about that before you go and you make those plans to follow through. Were there times when I would have rather had something like that wasn't, you know, a ham and cheese? Probably. But honestly, I was really happy to eat those sandwiches. They tasted good. And I felt good. Like you're sitting in the car all day and I didn't um, feel gross after eating a bunch of fast food, you know, and it saved us a lot of money. So getting back to Vegas, our first night there, we had Irish, Irish pub dinner, walked around, went shopping and stuff like that, and then came home. And then the next morning, 
my husband and I, so we had to get two rooms. So my husband and I were not in the same room. So <laughs> we both wake up early. He texts at like 5.15. I'm, I'm awake. And he's like, I'm watching the sunrise. I'm like, me too. And so he came down into my room and we, you know, finished watching the sunrise together, had some coffee and then took Jackie Poo out on the strip while the kids were still sleeping. It was absolutely amazing. Got some pictures. And that was really, really cool for me to see because I had never seen um, the sunrise in Vegas because literally every other time, you know, I was out probably till two or three in the morning drinking. The only time I didn't stay out that one that late partying like that is when I ran a half marathon. Um, this was when I was like 30. So 15 years ago, I intentionally like only had like a glass of wine or two glasses of wine or something early with dinner and then tried to make myself go to bed because we had to wake up really early. But that was the only time I didn't party on <laughs> in Las Vegas. So to wake up and to feel good and to watch a beautiful sun's sunrise over the desert and like see the strip in the background, it, I know it doesn't mean much for people who don't do this, right? So it may not sound like that's a big deal, but it's a huge deal. And I just need to acknowledge that for myself and to share that the experience that I had in Las Vegas was night and day difference and I think a thousand times better. I appreciated every moment. I got to enjoy different aspects of Vegas versus the cocktails and the focus on food. So like in the past when I would go to Vegas, I would spend a lot of time researching like the hottest um, celebrity chef restaurants and I would make reservations there and you know, like the whole thing was focused around food and drinks. And I didn't do any of that. I didn't care. Like I wanted to eat some good food. I wanted to take the kids to some interesting places, but like there's so much that really I just looked at what was, what restaurants were available in our resort, in our casino. And we made some choices, you know, and and everything was great. So the focus wasn't on that stuff. It was more about the experiences that we wanted to have. So sunrises, I saw the sunrise three mornings in a row, look, you know, from my hotel. I went to the pool three times, um, ran the strip one morning by myself, took Jackie on the strip one morning with Pete. Um, we, I took my kids shopping. We had some nice meals. Um, it was just a very delightful experience. And so that was, that was pretty much the first day was we saw the sunrise, took Jackie down to the strip. I went to the pool, um, and then we took the kids out for um, just like exploring some other casinos. We took them to New York, New York and um, another one. I can't think of the name of it. Just to kind of like walk around. And then we were walking through one of this casino. Oh, it was the Excalibur. And that one's a little bit older. And I just like it smelled more cigarette smoke. And I was just like, mm, I don't really need to like walk through here anymore. But there was an arcade inside that casino and the kids were like arcade arcade and then I look over and there was a like a instant massage area where you could get like kind of like what you would see at an airport you know you could like sit in a chair and get like a shoulder and back massage and they also did foot reflexology and my feet were were aching because I'd already like been walking around the strip that morning bouncing around the pool all that kind of stuff and so I'm like okay we're gonna divide and conquer real quick 20 minutes 25 minutes meet back here you take the kids to the arcade. I'm going to get this reflexology foot massage. So that's what we did. And let me just tell you, it was everything. Can I mean, and I'm kind of obsessed right now about getting foot massages. <laughs> I, I've recently found this place in my town that does 
foot reflexology and you go for 20, 25 minutes and it's like 30 bucks and it's almost as good as getting a full body massage. Like it's so awesome. And for as much as I'm on my feet running and hiking and, you know, I'm lifting weights and stuff like that too. Like at the end of the day, my feet and legs ache. So I got that and it was everything and it was, you know, not expensive. Um, and it just revived me. And I'm like, I'm getting a foot massage in the middle of a casino in Vegas and loving every second of it. And it's like, I wanted to broadcast from like one of those airplanes that, you know, sends messages down the strip and you can like see it overhead, you know, like spend your money getting a foot massage instead of at the bar. (laughs) Like there's just way for me now I see so much more value in that and how I spend my time and my money. It's good for me. It's it's so pleasurable. It feels so good. And there's no negative side effects. And the and the the results of that last throughout the day, right? Um so that was one thing that we did and it was just amazing. So I'm just like noticing the differences in what I'm like while I'm there, I'm noticing what I would be normally doing versus what I was doing on this trip, right? And how much more aware I was, how much more in tune with how I was feeling, um, spending time with the kids, communication with Pete, like, you know, of course it wasn't all perfect. And of course people were arguing and there were moments, right? Like just like everything, but in general, it just went so well. Like I, I, when I'm thinking about it now, I can't think of any big, thing that happened that was like that was terrible so um the other thing that I did was I went in to the pool area with my youngest son Arlo and they have this really cool area called the beach where it's a big pool and there's it's like a wave pool so they make very subtle waves but it goes out to like seven feet deep there's sand um lots of chairs to sit in whatnot and then there's also a lazy river attached to it. And so Arlo and I got in that lazy river and I swear I felt like I was 16 years old. Like we were leaping and dancing and pretending and playing like around and around and around in this lazy river. And it reminded me so much of the first summer that I stopped drinking. So just to recap on my history with alcohol. So in, um, 2018, January, 2018, I took a 90 day break from drinking. And in that 90-day break, break, I discovered all of the triggers, all of the reasons why I was drinking. I learned how to feel my feelings. I learned how to manage my mind, like all of that stuff that I teach you. And then I decided to bring alcohol back into my life for a few months. And at the end of that time, which was like at the end of the summer, um, around June, I was like, I don't like this one drink and I feel disconnected. I don't like the buzz. I don't, I don't like the taste. I don't like anything to do with this. So I decided not to. And so July, um, 2018 is when I started my non-drinking time. And so that summer was, I felt like a kid again. I felt totally free. I had so much fun. I feel like I reverse age. I remember that summer I went to the pool with my niece and they had, it was 4th of July and they had, um, a DJ, they were tossing beers into the pool, like as a game. Um, it was very lively and a big party. And I remember just like bouncing around, tossing a ball, doing somersaults, going down the water slide, like, and just feeling so, so good. And that's what I felt like with Arlo 
in this lazy river in Las Vegas. And it was just fun. It was joyful. It was aliveness. And um, I want everybody to feel that so much. You know, like you can feel that way no matter what situation you're in. If you if you choose to say yes to it, right? Um, so that was remarkable to to feel that way with him. And I promise you, if I had been drinking, I would have been in a chair, you know, annoyed probably that the kids were wanting my attention or something like that and would not have, you know, gotten myself into that lazy river and act like, you know, a child. (laughs) So I'm just so thankful that I say yes to those opportunities and I know how to have fun um, without drinking. And I gave myself that gift of doing that five years ago. Um, so that was a remarkable moment or moments in um, Las Vegas. And then there wasn't really much else. We had another final dinner and then I went for one um, run the, the morning that we left and had one final dip in the pool. And it was really, really cool. I did a, um, yeah, one of my favorite things is ordering a virgin pina colada. Like if I'm in some sort of tropical area, so like on the beach or at a resort or something like that. So I ordered, it was only like eight 30 in the morning, the pool just opened. I ordered a virgin pina colada by myself and getting one last 30 minute, um, chunk at the pool before we decided, before we had to leave and drive to California. And, um, I decided to do a little Facebook live and you can actually go see that if you want. Um, on my at coach with Angela Masenic Facebook page. But as I was doing that and just sharing how I was feeling and how thankful I was and, you know, they were playing really good music. Like the woman that I ordered from delivers me this virgin pina colada and it was everything. So those are my reflections on Vegas versus drinking. If I had been drinking, I for sure would have been leaving the next morning with a hangover, angry, (laughs) bloated, Um, spent way too much money, way too much money. So even in Vegas, um, and we could spend money if we wanted to, but I like, you know, I like to keep my money for like more travel experiences instead of spending on food and alcohol now, you know, like I don't value that like I would value, you know, a vacation or um, an airplane ticket somewhere or something like that, right? So even in Vegas, we brought our cooler inside our hotel and I, I had lunches and breakfasts covered. So we only ate out um, for dinner. And that was a really good strategy for us too. So I would have spent way too much money. You know, I would have felt like shit. I would have not remembered everything, um, not gotten good sleep and left puffy and tired and like needing to like do something extreme, like do a juice fast or a diet or a cleanse or something when I left because I had overindulged so much. And instead, what I felt like was I worked out, I ate well, I did all the things I wanted to do. I was fully present and have absolutely no regrets and remember this experience and want to help other people, other women have that similar experience of being in a very heavy party central area and figuring out what to do to have fun and and actually having fun and having a memorable experience. I will absolutely go back. And I absolutely support being sober in Vegas. <laughs> um, they had mocktails on the menu, like every place we go. It was, it was great. You could get alcohol or non-alcohol, like any place you went. It, it really was... Um, 
not a place where there was a lot of pressure to do something um, or to drink, it, in my experience. And we didn't gamble or anything either. So I didn't have that experience of like sitting at a table or at a slot machine or anything like that and people coming up and offering us drinks. But, you know, when you're walking through the casino, there's bars and there's... Um, you know, like little frozen drink stands that you could, you know, get hurricanes and things like that at. We went to restaurants and never, ever was there any pressure to drink or feel like you were, felt like we were outsiders at all. So I loved that about the experience too. And I know that that's not the case at every place that you go on vacation like that, but I did notice that it was an, it was a non-issue at all when I was in Las Vegas. So Highly, highly recommend that you all try going on vacation and not drinking. You can have so much fun. I'm doing this whole trip, obviously sober, um, as a non-drinker and sharing all the things. And even on my Instagram, I did a series of videos of what do you do if you don't drink? And like showing you just regular everyday life of what that looks like. When we are drinkers and we are over drinkers, we focus on our lives and how we incorporate that drinking so much that when we try to take a break or we want to change our relationship with alcohol, it's really hard to imagine what that looks like. So I am here showing that to you. I want to show you that it doesn't have to be hard, that it actually can be easy. And people don't worry about this as much as you think that they do. It's not hard to go to Las Vegas and not drink. Um, And I know that I'm saying that five years in, so I know that that is not the same for some of you that are just starting out here and it can feel very hard, but you can get there. (laughs) And if you want my help, I would love to help you. I'd love to do this with you. So if you want to join my monthly membership right now, you can. I will put the link in the show notes. It's Angela Masenek forward slash Alive AF. We are all doing Dry July right now inside the group. I'm sorry, we're not all doing it. We and my and coach staff are supporting people who are doing Dry July and we're doing daily support inside of our private group. And we have a workshop this month and our coaching call this month. If you don't want to do Dry July, you don't have to, but it is a good way to engage with your with changing your relationship with alcohol. And then also I want to invite you to come with me to Mexico and do a sober trip. I am inviting, I have five spots left for Um, women to join me in Mexico in December at an all-inclusive luxury adults only resort. And I'm going to help you navigate traveling um, pre-retreat coaching, two months of support before the actual retreat, and then a month of support with private calls with me and group calls for everybody that's going on the retreat and a private group um, for a month after. So you get two months of support before the retreat and a month of support after the retreat, October, November, December. So you have support during the holidays as well, navigating that. Um, And I'm going to help you experience a travel situation um, and be comfortable doing it and have so much fun. So I will also link up that um, link for the Sober Cancun Retreat and Coaching coaching package in the show notes as well. Happy to answer any questions you have about that. Um, But that is going to be really, really fun. If you are somebody that travels and you like going to destinations like Vegas or Cancun or, you know, where there is a lot of traditional alcohol things flowing, um, then you might like this retreat. I do. Like, I like going to those places. I also like going to the mountains. I also like going on, you know, more 
private type, you know, retreats where there's not a lot of people. I like doing everything, <laughs> but I expect my, my favorite, if I had to pick like what I would like to do as far as vacation, it's definitely like someplace warm, someplace with a beach, someplace with a pool where I can just relax and like be taken care of. And this place that I found in Mexico is that it's not really so much about being in Mexico. It's about the property location. It's amazing, beautiful, easy beach access. The pool situation is awesome. There's awesome cabanas. Um, the food is amazing. The, um, the staff are so lovely and supportive. You, there's a thing called a magic box that <laughs> this is probably the coolest thing I, that I get so excited about and something really small, but you can wake up and it's 24 hour room service and it's all included. So you could like me, I wake up so early in the morning and I can roll over, pick up the phone next to my bed and be like, can I please have my coffee service delivered to my magic box? Thank you. And then in 15 minutes, I can just lay there. I hear them putting a coffee service into this box. They don't come into the room. They open up this little secret door on the outside of the room. They put your coffee service inside. They shut the door. And then I go over and I open the door from the inside of the room and I have my coffee. Isn't that so fun? <laughs> so I want to do that with you. I want you to experience those little delights um, and service and being taken care of and held and a safe space to explore your urges and your feelings around being in a, in a vacation environment like that and not drinking. So if you want to come hang out with me, that's what we want to do together. It's going to be really, really fun. So happy to answer any questions you have about that too. All right, my friends, that's my reflection on sober versus drinking in Las Vegas, traveling with your family, <laughs> planning ahead. Remember, it's about intention, communicating what you want to happen before you're actually in the moment um, so that there's no confusion on anybody. You don't have to deal with in the moment on like real-time reactions when you're like already feeling awkward or, or fragile. Um, highly recommend that you communicate ahead of time and just know that fun is up to you. Drinking does not equal fun. Drinking in Vegas does not equal fun. It's just what you think about drinking in Vegas or drinking in Cancun or whatever it is that you are. That's what makes it fun. Fun is a mental construct. So I think it's really fun to get that Magic Box coffee in Cancun, right? <laughs> I, that delights me. Um, and so it's just about thinking about these things differently and learning how to notice um, and pay attention to the different experiences you have in a different way. And that's where life coaching and you know learning how to do that can be really, really supportive and helpful for you. So. I would love to work with you. Join a live AF and come to, to Cancun with me in December. Do all of it. All right, my friends. Thank you for being here. I love you all, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.